1: Welcome, welcome everybody. It's been a little bit of a break here for Block Talk Radio, and we're very excited to be back, connecting life to faith. And there's a ton of faith right now because I don't know that anybody else is on here with me. I'm here, Mr. Gunner. Marty's here. I am. I'm here. (laughs) Mr. Gunner's always here.
0: Woo, that was down uh, in the wire. I, I don't know I don't know what was happening there, but we are here <laughs> together. <laughs> that was that was wild. That's, I was like <laughs> Yeah. That that was definitely faith
1: oriented there. Yes. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. basically a faithful experience for me. Yeah. Uh, yes. us on our so <laughs> Okay, so Marty's here. Gunner is Hi, here. Man. And uh yes. uh Gunner, do we have a guest here?
0: We do. We have our guests. I hope in so, And uh, what's that? Okay. Well, yeah, I'm excited. It's we are be fun tonight.
1: We're it's going to be fun. We're going to, and it's uh, very timely tonight, um, because we're going to talk about soccer, and uh, what better time than uh, the day after a, a big win by USA that uh, hardly anybody is believing actually happened and um, yesterday, and Gunnar, I guess, have a bunch of surprising games today, too. Um, is that right? Yeah, I, I, been, I didn't. I been been heard
0: the news nice. today. Yeah, it's been interesting. You know, you had, uh, of course, you know, the home team, big favorite to Brazil, gets a draw with Mexico, zero to okay. zero. Um, and wow. tonight, uh, you know, the, the last game tonight, you had the top three in Russia. Russia, towards the end of the match, it gets the equalizer. And uh, and so uh, you know it's been a wonderful uh, wonderful uh, World Cup so far, and uh, we're going to learn a little bit more about soccer and the impact of it, and just how big this really is. I mean, I, I don't know that we always get a real good you know feel for how big soccer is or football, as they say, around yeah. the world when you're outside of the borders of of America. And so uh, this is going to be a fun time tonight. Yeah, I, I
1: agree. I agree, and. Uh, we have we're very excited to have our guest tonight who is a director with Sports Outreach, an incredible ministry that's based around soccer. And so he at least can speak a little more knowledgeably than we can about what's going on here. Uh Don Brenneman, Don, welcome to Block Talk Radio.
2: Well, thank you very much. Great to join you and uh, be a part of the conversation.
1: Fantastic. Hi, Don. Uh, welcome. Thank you. That's Marty. That's meet Marty, my wife, and hi. Right. Uh, <laughs> and I'm and you already know Gunner.
2: Um, yes. How long have you guys you guys have known each other for a while? Yeah, it goes back. Yep. Uh, gosh, probably ten plus years, I'll bet.
0: Absolutely. Oh, great. Uh, yeah. It's been a great time, and we're gonna have some coffee here in a couple of weeks, so it's gonna be fun. We'll start that tonight. Cool. Cool.
1: Well, tell Don, Really, how big is soccer around the world? I, I don't think, you know, as Americans, we really fully grasp this. I don't think we really understand it. Maybe you can give us a little perspective.
2: Sure. It's, it is really fun to just have World Cup come around every four years. And when you travel internationally, and especially when you're involved in a sports ministry where, where soccer is used to make the connections for um, so many, so many types of outreach. You, you get a sense that uh, it's just so different than the United States. And I think part of the reason behind that is we have so many choices in the, in the United States. We have what I would say is the problem of plenty. We have so many mm-hmm. things that young people can choose from: um, basketball, football, y- you name it, they they can choose Baseball. it. Yeah, baseball. Yes, uh, all of the sports that are available to us um are just are, are they're all there. When you travel outside the United States and you go walk down a dirty uh dusty dirt road in in East Africa, there are kids playing soccer everywhere and they have made their own soccer ball because they don't have money to buy a ball. So they grab banana leaves or they grab garbage bags and twine um, they might even pick a potato out of the garden and that, that becomes the soccer ball so, wow, so that's again amazing. it's just it's so it's such a wonderful simple game and and it doesn't take uh, a whole lot of dollars to to put a game together you can play anywhere and just you can kick a ball or whatever it is that you've made back and forth and, and make friends it, it just is a it's an international connector
1: Wow. Well, and, and I guess then, and, and you follow that right up through into some of these national teams uh, worldwide. Um, and you've you got, you have countries that are, that are just completely, um, you know, completely into this game. I mean, is it, is it part of the same reason It's it's really their only option? Yeah,
2: and it just it, it is so popular. I I remember eight years ago being in Uganda during World Cup, had a, a group of young students over there, and I remember going through the. Um, Capital city Kampala, and it's probably two million plus people, and there's always traffic jams. I mean, no matter when you travel, it's just packed with people and traffic jams. Well, uh-huh. there was a a game on in the afternoon, and I think Ghana, an African nation, was playing. I don't even remember who, but it was like a ghost town. The roads were empty, and and we finally figured out we went by. A bar that had a nineteen inch television, and I'll bet there was five thousand people there trying to watch that huh. soccer match. It's just it's crazy oh my God. people just wow. they love the game, they follow it, they're into it, and um when World Cup comes around, there really isn't anything else going on that That is the most wow. important thing. Well Don, tell us
1: tell us um how how you have gotten into this game. And uh, it's a long story. We don't have a lot of time, but you know, give us the give us the short version of of how Don Brenneman is now doing ministry around in and around soccer. Uh, Absolutely. How did, how did that come about in your life?
2: Came about through through college soccer, uh, and and as typical for many stories, you you get strong relationships when you're involved with the team, especially with with the coaching staff. And uh, the coach of the college that I attended, Westmont College in Santa Barbara, California, was Russ Carr, and he was a coach there for 17 years. coached soccer and was a, a education uh, in the education department. And I just I really looked up to him. And and more than once uh, in pre games or halftime, I just thought, man, I I want to be more like this when I when I grow up when I get out of college. Mm-hmm. And so he influenced me a, a great deal. And I, I wasn't a great soccer player, but, y- you know, a, a prac- you need people to practice with to push everyone on a team. And you can be part of a team whether you're a great player or you just you just want to go participate, stay in shape, and, and really be a part of this team concept. And that's what I really appreciated about yeah. Russ. He didn't turn anybody down. If you wanted to work hard and be a part of the team and encourage one another, um, there was a the spot for you, and I I love that because I could I could go participate and do something, and learn mm-hmm. and grow and be uh, be encouraged in in the process, and that's how I came to sports ministry because Russ, after he retired from teaching and coaching, started sports outreach back in 1988, and uh, he called me for many many years and said, hey, I need you to come to Africa. There's there's Hundreds of kids over there, and we just need somebody to go spend some time with them, and do clinics, and and play with the kids. And I found every excuse not to go, but I, I guess my excuses finally wore out, and and that song, uh, Lord, please don't send me to Africa, became reality, and it did absolutely change my life. Um, we. We, in 1995, was the first trip I made there, and we traveled in Rwanda right after the UN had come in and settled things after the horrible genocide there. And uh, we spent time and just saw so many young people, little children, uh, young and old, that um, um, just needed attention, needed somebody to to love them and let them know that they mattered and that someone cared and Sports and soccer was the connection to all those young people and uh, wow. coach, coaching my own kids teams and just saw so many things that just changed my perspective from being a businessman and involved in in the community and, and a, certainly a part of of church, part of discipleship, part of ministry but boy, um, you know to step off the edge of the cliff and go. Lord, do you really want me to be involved in this? And, and Russ Carr mm-hmm. encouraged me mm-hmm. and said, "You know, be be diligent about praying about this." And uh, and it was uh, it was me just coming to grips and finally saying, "You know, Lord, I'm willing. I, I I don't know what you would have for me, but I'm all in. And if you direct me and say that it's to be involved in mm-hmm. ministry full time, then." then I'm willing to do that. Just I even remember praying, just speak in an audible voice, and, and I'll pay attention and I'll listen. And God, bless his heart, used that audible voice of my wife to say, would you get with it, buddy, and go do what you're called to do. It was it really was God speaking through her, and that was the kind of the turning point for me to say, okay, I can I can leave the business and if and if that's the case, if my wife is with me in this and we had young kids, um, then then God, you're gonna you're gonna show us the way and provide for us. And now for almost 20 years, that way has been provided, and uh, we have relied on a lot of friends and a lot of amazing churches along the way to help us be a part of this ministry and grow it from what originally was only two staff members. Um, in 1995 to now close to 100 staff members that are all nationals doing work in the slums um, and also out in the villages with uh, lots and lots of young people.
1: Wow, wow. Um, Don, I want to just, you know, before we go and talk a little bit more about how that whole ministry works, I'm I'm really curious, and I think our listeners would want to know, you know how how did this happen? How how did this transition happen in your life? You yeah you know you didn't tell us much about what your business was, but I seem to have something going there. You've got
2: you had a young
1: family, um, you know what is the process that that gets you uh, to make such a huge shift in your in your life? I, tell us how that. Yeah, good. Tell us a little
2: bit. About? You bet. Very, very good question, and and I think everybody um, their their story is unique, but I think there's a lot of commonality in this process of of essentially uh, trusting the Lord and saying, okay, I'm I'm with you, you know, take take me on this road, this path, and, and direct my steps, and and it was uh, interesting when you get married and you start a family it's you want to do well at that you want to if you're if you are a, a follower of christ you want to honor him with that process and and that's kind of what i did just saying you know i i'm a businessman yes but i'm first a person that is saying that christ is important in my life and if and if that's the case then i need to be involved in a church I need to be involved in fellowship. I need to be involved in worship in bible study and as i after I was married and we started having children, it just became more important that family um, mm-hmm. had to take precedence and and then you decide well what's what 's this picture of a family going to look like and and it is all of those different components across the board that that you're involved in a church you have people that are keeping you accountable you have others that you're speaking into their lives maybe a peer group a a community group a bible study group and and I remember starting a bible study in mornings at work i was president of an outdoor advertising firm um, mm. and and just i just wanted to be available and and make my life count for for what um the Bible says is important, and that's to be, you know, to be a follower, you are supposed to be involved in community, and, and that is, it really was, it was a long process over a lot of years, but it was this journey of saying, you know, I, if I'm really going to, to be a follower of Christ, then this is, are, these are the, ste- the things that I need to be doing, and and that was out of a heart, of uh, a heart's desire to just walk with the Lord and please Him, and, and Follow the directives that He's given us in Scripture. Hmm. that, that so is that, it, it's an interesting yeah. process, and I think a lot of people if yeah. you talk to them going into ministry, th- there's a lot of things that just are are same points that they say. You know, I I just I wanted to be sold out for Christ, and that was that's essentially my story on that. Hmm.
1: And this was this opportunity presented itself.
2: Is that is that right? I mean you weren't really
1: looking for this. Is this uh is this pretty much
2: Russ? Uh, yeah, it was it was you up Russ over and over again. It was Russ following up over a period of probably seven or eight years that he would call oh. call me a couple times and say, you know, how you doing? And I'd say, I'm fine, coach, uh, but I but I I'm I'm not ready to go to Africa with you <laughs> And <laughs> I guess I just I ran out of excuses. Uh, my wife wasn't pregnant, and, yeah. and I, I, could, I could get some time off of work. And boy, I made that journey with some other friends, other guys that I'd played soccer with and got to know in college. Yeah. And just it was, a, it was just an amazing trip that, uh, that changed the whole perspective of what I thought was wow. important.
1: So how does that work? You just show up on, in, the, in the middle of a dusty street with a soccer ball?
2: <laughs> of of sorts you 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 rely a lot on on the nationals the folks that live there and work there every day and and the the guys that I've been working with over these many years now are are absolutely my heroes because they're stepping into a slum or or very difficult circumstances on a uh-huh. on a daily basis and they're through through sports through feeding programs, through training, vocational training, and teaching, um, through many different things. Um, for for us, certainly, sports is the main connector, and it's the first thing that put us in touch with, with young people. Um, but y- you can find any of those um, connectors, and then you, you just make the most of it. And, and sport certainly is, and soccer. Um, outside of the united states um is a connector everybody plays it everybody knows the game and is interested in it and and that's where these guys that are our staff members they're my heroes because every day they're working with kids and they're being big brothers fathers father figures in, in mm-hmm. the most difficult of circumstances, and they're doing it in a way that honors the Lord. And these young people, now second and third generation, as they grow up, they are also following the same uh, model. Mm-hmm. They're, they're discipling, mm-hmm. bringing up the young kids that are, that are underneath them that, that are playing. They're helping coach them. They're giving them practical ways to um, to build their character and, and care for others and think about others first um, and it is it's just it, it is amazing to watch the process over the years take place. Wow, well, here
1: at the catch we we talk a lot about what we call the gospel of welcome, and um, tell me a little bit about how how this might fit in. To uh, your to the ministry there with kids, um, you know how, how does the, how does the gospel come forth in this kind of environment? And, you bet. You know, give a little picture of
2: that. Sure, uh, and and, uh, and I'll give you a picture that that started first eight years ago when when we noticed that it was such a big deal that that the streets were empty in Kampala when a when a World Cup mm-hmm. game was on to four years later being in Sarodi, Uganda, during World Cup, and and that's uh, four years ago when it was in South Africa. So we're essentially on the same time zone, and mm-hmm. it was it was one of the the greatest gifts, one of the things that I'll never forget. At nighttime in Sarodi, we rented um, or bought satellite service for a couple months, and we took a big screen projector, and we set up on the soccer field at night a big screen projector, and we invited people to come and watch the World Cup matches. And wow. I would say on average, uh, we averaged between three and 4,000 people a night that would come watch the matches, just so grateful that they could – watch it on a big screen and get to enjoy it with a lot of their friends um, there was oh, a lot great. of talk talk originally that you know security would be difficult and it's nighttime and and it just it was great to everybody um was just in such a good spirit and in good Good place, but there was no difficulties whatsoever in all the nights that we showed it. But each, each night, and this is the same thing in the daytime, if you're playing a soccer match in the daytime, at halftime we cut the uh, satellite feed and we had players um, give testimony about how God had used soccer and sport in their life and how important it was that that it changed them so much that they wanted to, to give other people a, an opportunity to know about what it meant to find the things in their life that they're passionate about, that they're gifted and talented in, and how God can use those for, for good. And so uh, during the World Cup um, games, matches that we showed, we cut the feed and essentially presented the gospel at halftime. And, uh, and there always was just such a very open response that uh, people would come forward and, and it would be 20, 30, 40 people a night. And then you begin the process of plugging them into the local church um, with local people so that they can be followed up and, and have a place to start to learn what does this mean um, to follow Jesus. You know do I, do I really need to be involved in a church, and I need to do Bible study and I need to ask questions and and, and, and try to um, wrap, wrap my arms and heart around this this business of following um, what the Bible says, and that's you know to wow. put my trust in Christ and then to, to, to flesh that out to live it out it's, it just that is a really simple picture of of what I would say yeah. is. A great part of the gospel of welcome. Find a way to build a friendship, a relationship, and then be able to speak into a life, and, and watch God um, take that person on on the journey wow. that He has for them.
1: Okay, so so for you guys, it's soccer, but it really could be anything, right?
2: Ab- absolutely.
1: Like we were talking, it could be chess, right?
2: It could be chess, and interesting that you would mention that because uh, several years ago, one of our senior leaders, Robert, um, started a chess program. Uh, We were feeding kids in the slum programs in Kampala because a lot of them didn't get a chance to eat, and our staff guys said, you know, these kids are so hungry, they have no energy. We've got to get them a cup of porridge feed them a meal and then they're going to be able to play and enjoy um, our our sports clinics a lot more and and so they saw a need and we we started to to feed a lot of kids we now feed close to a thousand kids a day and th- across our programs and Robert noticed that there was a lot of kids that didn't necessarily want to play soccer they they just they weren't wired for that but they certainly did want a meal and this one little lady named Fiona followed her brother to programs because she heard he was getting a meal and she came she was able to get some food but she saw kids playing chess and she there it wasn't even a name for chess in the in the, her dialect her language but she wow. saw the game and a 6-year-old she was 9 years old at the time a little 6-year-old girl Robert had teach her the chess moves, how how pieces move on a chessboard. And she now, Fiona, is uh, 16, 17 years old, and she is the three-time under-20 chess champion for all of Uganda. She's been to two chess Olympiads. She is headed to a third one in Norway in August. Uh, And this last Easter in April, we had her in Portland, Oregon, and had a U.S. tour for her. Um, and she is just a delightful, amazing young lady, and she is absolutely gifted at chess. Um, and about it was, I think it was well, three years about three years ago, ESPN um, hired a Sports Illustrated writer to come do uh, to come look at sports outreach, and um, this a Sports Illustrated writer, came and wrote an article about Fiona. It was supposed to be a two-page article, ended up being a seven-page article in ESPN magazine, and ended up being one of their most popular articles. Talked about her growing up in the slum and learning chess, and and it was so popular, uh, Tim Cruthers wrote a book called The Queen of Katwe, and it mm. just in October came out in paperback, and uh, 2 years ago, uh, a company that a lot of people know the name of called Walt Disney bought the rights to that story. And Walt wow. Disney currently is uh, is beginning production on a movie. They are doing the casting right now. The script, the first half of the script has been approved and Walt Disney will be producing a movie sometime in the next 2 years uh, about Fiona and Robert and their story. Wow. Growing up in the slum and uh, and the chess game and and what that means to um, to get a chance to to change a life and Fiona's a great story, and she now is a great spokesperson for many women and young ladies who are marginalized in a, a mm. good part of the developing world, um, just doing um, great things um, they're. Wow. A special lady. So, so there will be a lot of follow-up and a lot of stories that are going to come from that. And we're in the process of starting a new international headquarters in Kampala, and there uh, we just redid the plans so that there can be an international chess center there, Uh, and so matches can be played. International matches will, as time goes on, be played at our headquarters in Kampala. Wow. Just going to be fun to see how all that takes place over the next few years.
1: That is a great story. That's amazing, and uh, just amazing the way that uh, God uses people this way. You know, we uh Gunnar, how much is that like a story of our our friend from our other friend from Rwanda who is uh, wrote a, a winning song? It just came out of nowhere won the national competition for a songwriting contest and uh, is now a, a, you know, a star in, in this country. And uh, that's all coming through people being touched by the Lord at the same time as uh, being involved in community and finding other believers. Um, this is so great. It's so great. Well, um, unfortunately, we're, we're running out of time, but I, I only have time for one more question. Have you got time, Don? Sure, you bet. Fire, fire away. Okay. Okay. What do you think of USA's chances
2: to advance <laughs> to <It's
1: laughs> World Cup?
2: I think everybody in the United States wants an answer to that. I was certainly so excited to see them uh, get three points and, and a win in in that that first match and. Uh, uh, and it was hard for me too because uh, it was an African nation, and I I root for the African ah. nations. Uh, but yeah. uh, when it came down to it, it was it was neat to see our guys find a way to win. And I they certainly have got to improve, and and hold the <laughs> ball and pass it far better, uh, or they yeah. will not be advancing very far. That 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 was really evident. I think Ghana was so strong and pushed and held the ball and and were um, just. An ex- they're an excellent team, and, and the great thing about the United States is we're always going to be competitive in whatever sport it is, and the USA found a way to win, and I think there was yeah. probably a lot of strategy involved in that, and I hope yeah. that they can continue and, and you know get through to the later rounds. It'd be just great to be cheering for them. Uh, their their oh, yeah. chances, though, man, oh man, after watching... Uh, that uh-huh. game today between Mexico and Brazil and how they went at each other. I'm going, boy, uh, put the USA on the field with them. That's going to be a really tough, <laughs> tough deal. Wow,
1: wow. Well, we will wait and see. We'll wait and see. They find a way. Uh, you bet. Last word. Last word. What would you say? Uh, what? Just give us a last word to to all of us, to everyone listening. Some of those. You know, most of us are probably not going to stop what we're doing and and go to Africa, um, but but what what would you say to us from your perspective in twenty years in ministry? What, what would you tell
2: us? I I would say that. Every person can, can be a part of, of ministry. It is not just pastors or someone that chooses to be involved in full-time ministry. Um, you, can, you, can be, um, you can be a student. You could be a, a business person. Um, you could be washing cars. You could be working at the grocery store. No matter where you are, or what you do, you can be involved in in ministry, and it's just being willing to allow the the Spirit of God to speak through you, and be willing to to engage our culture. We need to be a part of what is going on, and we we do have answers, and we do have hope. We have eternity. That's that it's uh, it's it's so important, and yet we 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 sometimes fall back and we say, well, gosh, that's not for me to do. It's, we'll let the pastors do that part. And that's not at all the way I think that Jesus designed it. He, he said, go and make disciples. And when he said go, that means all of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we can do that wherever we we set foot. It can be on the bus uh, in a conversation with the person next to you. And I, I think the... The biggest thing is getting over that fear factor and, uh, and saying, you know, dear God, you say that you are in me and that you're going to provide the words and the opportunity to speak for you. Um, then, then that's the prayer that goes up before you begin a conversation or if you're in the middle of one and, and you hear, your heart hears, I think, the, the opportunity to speak and to just be a part of, of whatever's going on at that point in time. And being willing to to say, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna love this person. I'm gonna get to know them. I'm gonna share a little bit of time with them, and I'm gonna be willing to to let the Holy Spirit speak through me. And that is um, that's something for all of us, and that can be done anywhere, any place, any time. Fantastic, fantastic,
1: Don. Thank you so much. It's been great to have you on, and uh, we'll, we'll. I pray that. Uh, that, that, that this ministry c- continues and its effectiveness—it's so great to know that there's like a hundred people on the staff, and then you got all those nationals over there. It's going on right
2: now, isn't it? You bet. They're they're making the most of the opportunities, and they're showing games and and using using their gifts and talents to to honor Good. the Lord.
0: Hey, John. Hey, John. Hey, this is Gunner. Gunner. Yes. Hey, yeah. These are fantastic stories here. Hey, maybe tell us real quickly. Where we can find um, find you online, you know, how do we get in contact with Sports Outreach?
2: You bet. You you can find our webpage. Uh, that's uh, SportsOutreach.net, and there's lots of different links, videos, and information there. Um, and my email address, if you want to contact me, is D. Brenneman. D is in Don, and then B. R. E. N. N. E. M. A. N. At SportsOutreach.net and I'd be happy nice. to talk to anybody and follow up conversations for whatever the purpose would be. Perfect. Fantastic. Thank you. Great. You bet. You guys take care. Thanks for the opportunity. Okay, oh, Don. You bet. Thank,
0: thank you. You
2: That's bet. Fun. Bye-bye. Thanks, Bye. Bye-bye.
1: Well, that was cool.
0: That was awesome. I mean, you go from chess, you know? what a fabulous story in the chess story, and then yeah. you go to... You know they're they're setting up shop, you know, with a portable screen, and, and they're inviting people to come out and watch the World Cup, three thousand a night. I love that. Half time, I love half that. time, they're bringing yeah. out they're bringing out the testimonies. My goodness, I <laughs> want to go to Uganda and play soccer, John. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go he's with in you. a group. he got a he's got a trip coming up, Nick. Here, he just got back from Uganda. We got to go and play some soccer and um and and go have some fun in Africa. That, that's. What, a, what some fabulous stories and so timely, too, and, uh, yeah. and, and he's absolutely right. I think U.S. has got a tough, uh, tough call coming up with Portugal and Germany, but, uh, man, that was fun.
1: Yeah, it was really, really fun. I really admire him taking the guts that he did and stepping out of the ministry with, at that time, small children, and, you know, the wife was yeah. really behind him and wanting to go, but not necessarily, you know, understanding yet yeah, what she was going to be sacrificing. I think that was amazing. I really do.
0: Yeah. It it, that, it, that. it sounds like it sounds like there maybe there's a man whisperer there. We need
1: to bring him back, don't you think?
0: <laughs> yes, we need to bring back Rick Johnson from Better Dad and yeah. uh, yeah. and So, what a fun time, John. Uh we're back at time and Brett, You got you're lining up more guests. But you know, what perfect yep. timing here with the world cup and being able to talk soccer really well. football and, and talk about a great, uh, yeah. great organization and sport outreach, John. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think, I think it's fantastic. You know, it reminds me of I'm, I'm working on a book right now with, uh, with a guy who does a similar thing uh, in South Africa, and um, he's, he's telling me that um, soccer plays a huge role in youth ministry in the black townships. Uh, in South Africa that merely showing up with a soccer ball and, and a few guys who know how to play and uh, you you've got hundreds of kids and that's all what's happened is it's all grown now to involve um, uh, they've got teams they've got a leagues they've got uh, uniforms you know and they've got you know real soccer balls not, not any way you make with plastic bags and and, and then and all of that, it's saturated by people who know and love Jesus. And so all these people are just naturally finding out about the Lord, and, and, wow. and it's all a part of it. It just all goes together. Wow. It's a, pretty, a what, pretty cool thing.
0: And, and what a perfect segue into the whole discussion and the whole, we talk about the gospel of welcome. You yeah. know, and uh, yep. it was so fascinating to hear Don talk about yep. that from that perspective. Uh, that was great. Yeah.
1: I did, and I and I love that, you know, that, that that story like you brought out too, the people, you know, inviting people to come to to uh, see the game, you know, something they wouldn't have normally been able to uh, access, you know. And I think, there you go, you know, that, okay, I think for us and our neighborhoods, well, what is it that we can do that would uh, attract people and be something that we give them uh, in and of itself, that would that would you know make them excited. Uh, who knows what that is? I mean, it, it, it could be a block party, or it could be any any number of any number of things. I think we just start to be creative. But those are welcoming things. They're saying we we welcome you into our in, into our family, in, into you know our our fellowship, and uh, you know it's just like. That's it been, the, the Lord does the rest The Holy Spirit does the rest
0: The relationships Absolutely 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 Well what a great And unique okay. How this all worked together today To build that bridge Of discussion yep. And uh, you know We're going to be back next week We've got some more episodes Lining up here On the The Blog Talk radio show uh, You're Every day Join us At catch JohnFisher.wordpress.com Get in there And uh, Prepare to get inspired John You're doing some, Writing some great stuff as always, um, what a great time tonight! What a great time! Yeah, it
1: was great. Thank you, and thank you so much, Connor. And uh, uh, thanks for thanks for bringing this guy in for us. I mean, yeah, it was yeah, your well, relationship you. that made it happen. So we really appreciate it. It was, uh, it was very cool. Absolutely. Okay. In the meantime, well, too, well let,
0: let's all enjoy the World Cup too. Let's, let's yeah. Watch what's the and, next USA game. Uh, you know
1: Sunday,
0: what the next USA important. game is. Sunday against Portugal, Portugal is, the ne- is the next game on Sunday. Oh, okay. But of course, so every they gotta, every day they got more games.
1: They got to right. do. What is it? They have to win.
0: They have to have
1: one win and at least one tie, right? To advance. Is that? Do yeah, I understand it, that correctly?
0: We have the, the point system going on in that first group, you know, and uh, and I think the the top two will advance and moving forward. And uh, see, that's where we have Dawn back. You can break it down for all of us, all the novices, you know, on how this all plays. Yeah. But either way, however, yeah. the fact is, just have a ball watching it because it's a lot of fun, and yeah. everybody's watching. But it. But it sounds like they got to do really well against
1: Portugal because that's probably their only chance to, to, uh, you know, get a tie or, or maybe another Well, you win. got,
0: and they got Germany next, and uh, yeah, it's gonna yeah. be tough. A lot that's of folks <laughs> don't have them coming out, but we'll see, we'll see. Cool. I do believe in miracles. <laughs> I believe in dark horses.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I believe in miracles. Well, hey, let's land a plane. What okay. do you think? Okay. Huh? okay. Okay, take it down. Hey, you bet. Again. You guys on the other side. Great quality sound. You're listening to The Watch with it. John Fisher on mm-hmm. Blog Talk Radio connecting
1: life to faith. To get <laughs> it together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: trying to help the fellow man. Up like up the, uh, really Good to night, everybody. Day.